Welcome to The Cherry Picker, the horror movie podcast where we like to kill people, but not really. I'm your host, Zach Cherry, and with me as always is... Now, begin thy magic spell. Eddie, of Edward is Truth. And this is our monthly Patreon exclusive, The Cherry Picker After Dark, where today we are going to be talking about Disney villains. <laughs> Shortlist. Because, yes, not all of them, because that would take way too long. But for, I mean, I don't know about you, Edward, but, like, for me growing up, Disney was kind of my horror gateway. I know we've, like, talked about other things like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark and <laughs> Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and, and stuff like yeah. that. But, like, my, like, really, I think for most people, your first introduction to, like, something scary is Disney mm. villains or like the Wicked Witch mm. in the Wizard of Oz. That was just kind of my yes. upbringing because those are the first movies that, you know, you're, you're really allowed to watch. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, like some of these bitches are frightening. So yeah. I, I, I think that there's, there's definitely a, uh, you know, contenders in this pool of uh, characters that could rival, you know, some of uh, our uh, heavy-hitting horror icons. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel like uh, the, the the one that preceded all of them that I think maybe had the most influence as far as, like, theatricality and demeanor and the way they disturbed the air, I thought of Bela Lugosi as Dracula, which was another one. My parents let me see the old black and white horror movies when I was way, very young, like two and three. Yeah. So that was a lot of my uh, formative horror. That was actual horror. But but I remember recognizing it just like in kind of like, you know, Evil Queen Stillness. But we'll get into all that yeah. as we go through. Awesome. And just because this is a Patreon exclusive, this is going to be the free preview. Uh, it's going to run for a little bit, but not the entire episode. So if you do want to experience the whole episode, as well as all of our past uh uh, Cherry Picker After Dark episodes, please head over to my Patreon account and subscribe there. That is the Freddy Krueger yeah. tier. Uh, not only are you helping us out, helping out the podcast and making it better, but you're supporting us. You're, uh, it goes a long way in <laughs> everything that we do here because it is a lot of work. Yeah. And there's a lot of benefits uh, to being a Patreon supporter, uh, not just for the Cherry Picker and getting early access to all of our regular episodes, but there's also other stuff affiliated to my channel that you'll have access to. So if you want to support us... Uh, Think about it, and you'll get to hear the whole mm -hmm. episode. Uh, and I think that this is going to be a really good one, because uh, I know I've been awake all day watching Disney movies. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, getting, just getting all my notes together. Usually you're the one getting the notes together, and this time, here I am. Yeah, I have uh, no notes. I have wow. no notes this time. Yeah, yeah I'm like completely it. swapped rules here. Yeah, and I've also spent, I think, about the past week and a half and we'll talk about it as we go through, but yeah. like, you know, reacquainting myself with some of them and the others just sitting back and just kind of, because a lot of these I've seen quite a bit. So yeah. I, it was just kind of like, well, what do I want to talk about? You know, kind of thing, just refresh my no, mind. No, that's, that's, that's totally fair. And we, we have a short list of 16, essentially, yeah. uh, how, uh, I chose them is I just typed into Google and a whole list of them came up, but it seemed to go from like most <laughs> to least popular. Um, so the oh. first 16, those, like, you know, just going through them, they seem to be the most reputable, I guess. Like, I don't think that uh, 
we're really missing anyone on this list that you yeah. know people have been like, why don't you talk about this? I know, like, there's a lot of villains and there's a lot of great villains, but these are like yes, more are. so like the ones that are more prominent, the ones that are like in pop culture uh, are the most recognizable, the most talked about. Uh, but just because we right. did want to give honorable mention to yeah, I think we 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 each chose one that was not in the top sixteen. That uh, that we we just wanted to go over briefly. So uh, Edward, who was your honorable mention? Um, just in terms of like gateway to horror, and because he did scare me when I was a kid, and because there's a lot of discussion around him, I feel like there would be people who'd be upset if he didn't at least get a shout out. Some okay. people like Disney crazies, okay. uh, Chernabog from Fantasia. I mean, he's the literal devil. Um, so okay. I, my sister even sent me though a meme. Of him, I just want to read it and share it with you. You ever notice Chernabog from Fantasia is considered a villain when all he does is wake up all the ghosties and ghoulies, throw a dance party, and then go back to bed? He's not a villain. He's a DJ. And I'm like, that's exactly what he is. Even with that, like, moment where he, like, scoops up the little ghosties and ghoulies and then kind of, like, casts them aside to after he sees, like, oh, what a... I mean, I feel like he looks down on them the way a DJ would on a crowd if he just wasn't feeling it. Or she just wasn't feeling it that night so yeah yeah, makes me makes me happy but yeah big impact and also the way conjuring up like you know skeletons and you know like all you know the the horrors of the the things that you're kind of like afraid of like at night when you're a kid i i didn't watch fan i mean i'm still doing like my marathon of like all the disney movies so there's Mm. some that i haven't got to yet uh, and yeah. I've seen Fantasia like a million times. Like I had the the clamshell uh, VHS yeah. uh, at, at one point. Um, so yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I I don't recall if there was like any death or destruction that he caused. Like now that I'm thinking about it, he just he did. He just wanted to kind of do his thing. He just wanted to be heard. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a, a theme for a lot of the Disney villains is that they're just they're not villains. They're just misunderstood. I mean, they do some pretty fucking uh, heinous things, but for the most part, um, most of them, I, you know, and, and we'll get into this, that, you know, there's yeah. something about the villains that is a lot more relatable than the actual mm. hero. Or princess, or whatever. it can it can be that way. Like I mean, it, again, it 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 it's really particular yeah. to which villain we're describing. Like that's something I'm really looking forward to unpacking about them. Like which yeah. one, which are more relatable and why. And I think it, and, a lot of the, the thing is just like it's just like how far were they pushed in whatever their unique story is to make mm, to like get them to fly off the handle to where they are. Like there's some who are just yeah. evil because they were born evil or whatever, but there's some who, sure. uh, and I think that the more, the more interesting, the more nuanced ones are the ones who are, you know, put in that position by the supposed heroes of the story. Um, mm. you took a, a very like, I guess, horror approach with, with your, uh, yeah. honorable mention. Mine is more so comedic and it's more so, um, uh, based on gay energy. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I'm I'm gonna choose Prince John from Robin Hood oh. um, because there's just I watched that movie like today and I still I find it even funnier than I did as a kid because him and and Sir Hiss like they're totally a gay couple. There's you, there's oh, nothing no. to they they sleep in the same room. I mean the snake has <laughs> the snake has his own little bed like cradle at the foot of the bed. But there's just like, there's clearly a thing 
And it's like, I don't know if they're like in a sexual relationship. I mean, it's a lion and a stake. Mm-hmm. That's weird to think about or, you know, to speak about. But <laughs> it's, it, they, they both give off like just two power bottoms, you know, in a, in a relationship. And that's like nothing is, nothing is getting They're done. like Will and Jack from Will and Grace. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen just... it enough to, to, to know, but I'll, I'll take your Okay. Um, like, yeah. that, like there's a dynamic for sure. They could both like, kind of like go on it like act on it. But yeah. you know, most, for the most part, they're just kind of like girlfriends. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like being really petty and hating on people for absolutely no reason. Like they're like, it's, it, there's a thing that's like, it's partially motivated by greed, but I think like his biggest thing is more about status because, right. you know, I, I, well, as he said, like he sent his brother off on that crazy crusade or, you know, ah, yes. ah, ah, yeah. Wonderful <laughs> laugh. I love it. I, I can't, I can't do it myself, but he, that's, that's his thing. He had to get rid of his brother and then Robin Hood became like the you know the most popular person in Nottingham and and mm-hmm. that's his whole thing of just like how do I kind of like take him down a notch uh, or set him up for a trap and I think like that whole movie actually in general is what I would say like maybe one of the most queer coded uh, Disney movies because you oh have God. Robin Hood and Little John constantly uh-huh. like dressing up in drag throughout the whole oh, fucking yeah. movie. So there's just there's just something about, uh, like, every character in it um, that sort of, like, adds to that uh, that that gayness that uh, yeah. is... It, it's just... It's a very, like, early Disney thing because, like, a lot of these villains, because they are so queer-coded, it's, like, it, it, just kind of shining that light on, like, uh, equating a queerness to, to villainy. And uh-huh. you, I think you especially see it in, in movies like that, like with, with Robin Hood especially, because you look at the uh, Prince John, because he's kind of a pathetic mm. villain, and he's, you know, you mentioned his mm. mother, and he starts sucking his thumb, and has like a, <laughs> like a conniption fit. And yeah. in a way, like, I, I think that the gay community has sort of taken ownership of these characters and these villains, like of all Disney movies and just been like, this is what you were trying to do. This is what you were trying to kind of like paint these villains as, or just to try to, to find some correlation to what makes them evil. And we've now taken Mm. that back and it's just like, now we own it. We've like appropriated the queerness of Disney villains. So, yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) it was appropriated from us. So now we are taking it back. Yes, I I, I agree. I never thought about like Prince John and Hiss in that particular kind of context. I haven't seen Robin Hood in a a hot minute, but I know I feel like I know it by heart. But now that you've said that, I want to watch it through, you know, my 2023 lens. And and see, because now you're just making me remember all of Hiss's lines where he is just coming down on Prince John with like these criticisms and he's like, I tried to tell you, but no, no, you wouldn't listen. And now look what you've done to your mother's castle. It's a classic, (laughs) it's a classic Leo Virgo relationship. (laughs) (laughs) With the snake being the Virgo. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably identify with Sir Hiss. Yeah, I knew I knew who was who when you said that, but well, um, for, for yeah, I'll probably identify with yeah. Sir Hiss for sure. Well, but maybe, I mean, you well, have to. 
What you was have to be comfortable say, with but... somebody to criticize them to that level. I, yeah. I respect it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And but just speaking of like sort of the the uh, queer coding of of these villains, that's kind of kind of like inform yeah. my opinion of just like the the, the villains that I like the best. Because uh, we're not doing a ranking here; we're just kind of going through them. Um, yeah. And you know, uh, we talked about this before, but maybe I'll. I'll try to assign a zodiac sign to each one as well because that's always fun <laughs> but um no what was i gonna What's say Chernabog? What's i don't Chernabog? know because i didn't watch it but i but he doesn't oh, okay. like it would be hard to, to, to whoever likes to be in control of the entire situation and the center of attention at the same time yeah i would have to watch it i don't want to i don't want to like throw yeah. anyone under the bus okay uh <laughs> right away uh just just for that but no i forgot what i was if you're say, listening so. or watching and you know you know so yeah i'll put it that way um <laughs> yeah i forgot what i was gonna say so let's let's just go ahead and start going through each one and we're gonna let's go in reverse order so we'll start from like Ooh, the most, thank you yeah we'll start from the most okay. recent of of this list and just okay. go to the very beginning. So the first oh, one that's is actually good. yeah. The first one is going that's to be choice. Mother Gothel or is it Gothel? Okay, from I think it's Gothel. I don't Gothel think they ever say it in the movie. I never heard it. Tangled, Tangled, uh, yeah. which I, I think is two thousand and nine. Sure. I didn't check the dates. Whatever. Fuck. The, who cares about no, the dates? No. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the movie exists. <laughs> Um, so yeah, do you want to, do you want to start us off? Yeah. Okay. So first off, like I'm not a big tangled person, so I watched ah. it again and the same thing that I know, I'm sorry. I, the, 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 just a little sideline. There's the eternal, it seems, it seemed to be for like about 10 years there, the eternal question. Maybe we're not through the 10 years yet. I don't remember when frozen came out, but it was kind of like, are you a tangled person or are you a frozen person? I tend to lean more into the frozen category, mm. but that's a different discussion, but that said, I wanted to have an open mind. I wanted to observe. I love Donna Murphy, who does the voice, singing, and speaking for Mother Gothel. So I'm like, okay, maybe maybe if I pay more attention to her, I'll enjoy it. And I realized she's one of the major things I have a problem with in this story. There's something about... I, okay, there's a theatricality that I adore, <laughs> but... That's not uncommon in these Disney villains, and we'll, we'll uncover it more and more as we go... As the years go back. But um, she... I, the fact that they gave her uh, uh, kind of like an extra motive that wasn't in the original Rapunzel story as far as I ever understood it, because um, I'm very familiar with the original Rapunzel. Uh, I don't remember there ever being a component of Rapunzel's hair kind of like keeping her young and beautiful. And that's part of what's keeping her imprisoning Rapunzel and, you know, kind of like conditioning her from wanting to go out. So... All of that, I guess it adds to the villainy, but it makes her less interesting to me because I like the witch more so of the Rapunzel story when she's just a really bad parent who's doing her best. Do you know what I mean? Like when you love your child so much that you think you're doing everything for their best. Kind of like uh, Piper Laurie is Margaret White. You know, like she's convinced... <laughs> She's doing everything for Sissy SpaceX Carrie yeah. to try and protect her from the world and keep her on the righteous path and everything like that. But she's abusive and horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I kind of prefer that that particular take on the character. So she's she's not one of my favorites, and I I, I, I actually in that case I do prefer the couple more than the villain entangled. How do you feel? 
I mean, I agree with you in, in, in terms of like, I, I think that the strengths are, you know, lie with uh, Flynn and Rapunzel rather than the villain right. in this case. Uh, I disagree with you, though, just in terms of like you saying that doesn't make her interesting. I think it makes her interesting and more mm. nuanced that she does have this. The, the, the thing with the hair, because it started, at, wasn't it like a magical shrub? And yeah, it was a she flower, like yeah. she found it, and it was just, I, I actually felt bad for her because it was like she had like ownership over this thing, and it was like she was mm. hiding it, and there were like people coming or whatever, you know, the, the castle guards or whatever, and she accidentally knocked the thing over when she left. So then they right. they found right. it and they took it. Um and it, it's it's one of those like the, I can see the the unjust nature of it. It's just like something that you had, which has now like been taken away for for other purposes. So she's gone out there to like you know get it back in whatever way she can. Mm. So I, I like I do like the the aspect of her character because I don't think that she's completely evil, and that's why she does have that relationship with. Rapunzel was just like I am trying my my best. I am looking out for your your best interests, but I'm also looking out for my best interests. And it's just they just so happen to align, and that's how she's able to justify it in her mind that everything that she is doing, even though it's it's motivated selfishly, she can uh, she can sleep at night because she knows that she's doing it in 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 her twisted way of thinking for this this daughter that she's stolen. Who's not actually her okay. daughter? Um, and I prefer so, just like a possessiveness, just like a like I'm wearing an Into the Woods T-shirt, and that's actually my favorite telling, uh, not the movie, the musical, uh, the telling of the Rapunzel story. Uh, yeah. And if you know, you know. I'm not going to spend time going into it. Thank Donna you. Murphy actually played the witch in a production of that that played in Central Park a few years back, though. So that was cool. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, yeah, it, we're we're just of two minds about it. I, I, when, when she finally died, I was just like, it was dramatic as hell. Like, just like kind of watching her. The age come back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the hair turning white and the wrinkles in the face. And also just like her, the, the strongest thing was just her reaction to it. Just yeah. like the absolute ah! of it all. And the, and the almost fly eye perspective of in the shattered mirror yeah. of all of her giant eyes and everything like that. And like, I mean, it is design wise, it was, it was, it was, you know, she was working. This it. is this is the only but. villain on this list who is animated that way because because Tangled was really kind of the first, well, not the not the first, but like the first good one. We'll say that like kind of like popularized that <laughs> style of animation. <laughs> I mean, non Pixar, right? Because well, not Disney. yeah. The, well, Pixar is its yeah. own. Th- I mean, Pixar and Disney did right. kind of like combine. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm more so talking about like the. Uh, the movie, like you know, the Chicken Littles and the uh, Meet the Robinsons. Oh, I, I actually, I, I like Meet no, the, the Robinsons. No, the Return to yeah. Fairy Tales. Oh, yeah, okay, I never saw it, but the Return yeah, to absolutely. Fairy Tales. Yeah, because sure, the, yeah. the one before this was Princess and the Frog, and that was still the hand drawn animation, or, or it was right, like a right. return to the hand drawn animation. But uh, yeah, this sure. is, um, you know, they definitely did get to experiment with that because I don't think that we'd seen like a villain demise in that kind of animation uh, to that point yet in the the animated canon um and also i i i like her songs um i mean it's basically the one Mm -hmm. song but there's just like the the reprise Mm -hmm. of it but i mean just like i i think for any villain who does get a song that is a like a point in their favor um because a lot of these oh yeah 
a lot of these characters don't because, you know, back in the day, Disney wasn't very musical. So, um, you know, way to go, Mother Gotham. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do have to say, like, just one more thing yeah. in terms of her. Like, I, I think... So with certain of these villains, we'll, you'll find that like their 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 relishment of their wickedness yeah. is I, f- I can find it absolutely delectable. And there's something about hers because it's so passive aggressive that yeah. actually does kind of rub me the wrong way. Like I kind of I can't have as much fun watching her because I'm just like what a bitch while I'm watching. It. Yeah. <laughs> like not only did you do all this like overarching kind of like evil stuff, like kidnapping a child in order to like selfishly kind of keep yourself young and everything like that. But then you just like criticize, like, you know, like, Oh, it must be terrible for you to have to like lift me up. Like all that time. She's like, Oh no, it's actually really easy. Well then why does it take so long? (laughs) Just kidding. I'm like, Oh, you, I I couldn't work with her. You know, (laughs) I feel like I'd probably like, like just haul off into a corner with one of the other villains and we just kind of bitch about, Oh, look at mother Gothel here. Oh, be careful. Like, you know, mm-hmm. don't trip over her passive aggressiveness yeah. or something. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like she's, yeah. she, I wouldn't be tight with do her. You have a, do you have a, do you have an idea of what uh, Zodiac sign you would give to her? I don't know. I mean, especially because uh, I don't like her. I don't want to. <laughs> that has nothing you to do, do with it. You like it. That her. has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I like all of these. Is there any uh, clue people. that you I, have? Well, I would, I would, I would say that she's a Libra because she's motivated by uh, beauty, uh, ah. and she's also just the way that she's kind of uh, justifies her actions. It just mm-hmm. feels like a very like there's a lot of balance there of just you know of of like we talked about of her mm-hmm. uh, acting selfishly, but then doing it in a way that you know I'm. I'm I'm actually protecting this girl, so I, mm. I I would I would say Libra for sure. But uh, okay, and she's playful. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. We 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 love Libras. Actually, we we hate we hate every sign. Actually, we all hate equally. every sign yeah. equally. Yeah. <laughs> and hate and love are not mutually exclusive. So if we yeah. hate you, it just means we really do love you aggressively. Right. So okay. So go. so uh, then going backwards, next we have uh, Doctor Facilier from the Princess Shadow and Man. the Frog, aka yes. the Shadow Man. Yeah, voiced by Keith David. Uh, childs from the thing. Yeah, among other things. Yeah. Uh, I. Okay, you want to kick off this one? I honestly think that like this is not a movie that I love. Like it's it's okay. Yeah. It's 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 decent. It's it's kind of has its own unique signature uh, in terms mm-hmm. of like you know the princess movies. But I like I just don't enjoy a whole lot of it. And I think that he's actually the best part of the movie. And he's he's not in it very much. I actually, I, I, I should say the screen times of each one because uh, Ryan Showers oh, yeah. provided that information oh, for me. Yeah. I wondered. I wondered if that was going to happen. Thank you, Ryan Showers. If there's a screen time <laughs> narrative, you know that Ryan is behind it. But um, Mother, Mother Gothel had 18 minutes of screen time. Uh, Dr. Okay. Facilier has 10 minutes and 10 seconds. And honestly, like it's yeah, it's it's it seems criminal because like, so much of that movie is just like the frogs in the swamp, uh, and it gets really tiresome after a while. But like every scene that he's in, it's just like there's 
even like the animation around it, like his song, um, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Uh, Friends uh, from the other side. I was getting mm-hmm. kind of like mm-hmm. a genie. Um, you ain't never had a friend like me vibe too, but like the, the evil version of that. Um, and yeah. just like the animation of like, Oh, like the, the voodoo and all that. Like it was just, it was really exciting. And he was, he's, he's like very charming as a villain as well. Um, like there's a lot of these characters that just like, eh, like, you know, you, you're just like, you're evil and you suck, but he's, he's, he's fun. And I, yeah. I, if I had, like a criticism for him, like other than kind of like this, like abbreviated uh, screen time. It's the fact that his, his scheme does feel like a little overblown. Like it starts off like, you know, he's motivated by greed. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, we get that, you know, that he wants money or power, but then like all of a sudden this like whole narrative comes out that, you know, he wants to own, he wants to like own new Orleans and, and run it. And then like, and all the souls and 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 yeah, and yeah like work with the sh- like the the shadow people so they can like somehow yeah. have ownership over the souls and all that um right so I, I i mean it just wasn't as um like clean as a lot of the other villain motives have been and i think the fact that she he doesn't really have a strong connection to tiana like I, he more so has a connection to naveen um but like at yeah. the end of the movie she's just like oh like the shadow man it's just like how do you even know each other? Like, how do you? <laughs> it, she didn't even seem surprised well, by it. Like, it was just like they're just that's no, just the shadow man being the shadow man. The shadow man. Yeah. And then he offered her like her ideal life in exchange. I liked for, that. You know, like, just, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was actually pretty cool. I mean, uh, it was more a situational uh, kind of like like well, obviously you you have something that I need, so I need you to give it to me. So I'm going to entice you with this thing, and I think you know that that's pretty well worn territory for villainy uh, but uh, the yeah. strong the thing with with uh dr facilier for me is i i watched princess and the frog first for you know when i began screening like all of these yeah. uh i didn't watch all of them in their entirety either i watched some of them i'm way familiar with so i could just kind of fast forward to oh i skimmed the spots through where the, yeah. yeah yeah but with princess and the frog and with tangled i didn't uh do that i watched them in their entirety because i'm less familiar with these more recent entries because yeah. there's just less time as an adult to you know watch that's them not over true and over and over, and over no. again Liar. oh no because I, I also there's well there's other stuff i want to watch let's put it that way <laughs> the Disney, the Disney stuff, unless it's frozen, you know, I'm, I'm not going to like watch over and over and over and over. And over. Yeah. But, um, anyway, uh, but with him, okay. So I rewatched the movie and I remembered thinking he is really, um, sexy. <laughs> I felt like he, I was getting from him, like, I, I don't, I, I know you don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Maybe some of our listeners do though. But I was getting from him uh, Evie Oddly with like a John Waters mustache. Um, <laughs> I hear they they actually are trying to do a live action version, and Lupita Nyong'o's already kind of in talks to play uh, 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 what's her Tiana? name? Again? Tiana. Tiana. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but see, this is the thing. Case in point, I watched this movie first. And then tonight, as we were setting up and everything like that, and I was, you know, uh, getting things ready, I needed to play his scenes again, Dr. Facilier's, 
just to kind of remind myself, what kind of impact did he have? Like, I knew I liked him, but I didn't know why. And that was the same kind of mind frame I moved into this movie with about a week and a half ago when I started screening these. Uh, I didn't remember a lot about the movie. So it's not the most, that's the biggest strike against this movie over by and large and against Dr. Facilier. Not yeah. the most impact. Uh, as far as like Disney, I feel like Disney at that particular point was trying to keep recycling that Disney formula, but also reshape it and redefine it. I feel like now they can kind of make whatever movie they want and stick as close to the formula as they want or not, but they, they know yeah. they, they don't need it, you know, like they're, they're, it, they're, it definitely felt to keep intact, but yeah. yeah, the movie felt like a greatest hits of sorts. Like they were just taking like little bits of like the past and yeah. throwing them in there that, you know, even if it just like didn't make sense, we're just, we're just going to have, you know, a little bit of Snow White and Cinderella and, and all this shit. And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, like I said, he's the best part of the movie, but it's just like how, how memorable even like him as his own. It was just like, you know, I'd say maybe he should have been in another movie, but like this movie is so specifically catered to him. I, I just think that yeah. he should have just been more of a presence in it. That that would have uh, better improved his standing. Because even like there the the brand line, like Disney villains, because not all of them are mm. part of it. There's only like eleven, and he's one of them. And I and I mm. look at that, I'm just like, why him? Why is he there and not Lady Tremaine, for example, from Cinderella? Mm. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, I, 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 I actually wish they could have gone in the other direction and just kind of given him maybe a little bit more power or something, because yeah. he is kind of also like in the grand scheme of things, he is largely like a side man. Like he's he's kind of like this this middleman between like the, the the supernatural aspects of the movie and then like the reality, yeah. the more accessible, you know, human yeah. interactions of the movie. He's like yeah. this bridge between both worlds. And I feel like there's more there's more they could have done with it. Like, like you said, even the fact that he's in it for just a little over 10 minutes, I feel yeah. that. I feel the absence of like an actual presence and an actual threat there. He's just kind of more like a guy who's decided this is the way I'm going to attain my dreams and, and uh, you know, achieve some power. Yeah. But I wish there were maybe a little more even malice with him or something. I don't know. That's it's fair. there. Keith David could do it, too. Yeah. I think he did a great job. He deserved more. In Absolutely. Um, and uh, Zodiac Sign? Uh, I don't get a strong sense of one. Like, I don't know what. I, like, I, okay, I, well, someone who's like translator. <laughs> no, I like would. Middleman. Uh, I, 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 I would go for Capricorn uh, just because they're, and I'm not saying uh, all Capricorns are greedy, <laughs> but he he's, you know, he's, 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 he's motivated by, you know, work in that town. You know, he's, he's. He's almost like if there is a connection between him and Tiana, it's just that they're both. I would say she's a Capricorn too, because she's a workhorse. But like they're they're both, you know, doing their own thing. They both they both got their own hustle. But he his is like mm. obviously dabbling in the the dark uh, magics of it all. Um, yeah. But yeah. So the, <laughs> the moving on to the next one, we've got uh, Isma from <laughs> The Emperor's New Groove, voiced by. Eartha Kitsch has got 17 minutes and 41 seconds of screen time. Oh, my God. 
She's the one and only Eartha Kitt. That's yeah. how she should be. She should be credited. In, <laughs> in this I mean, ah, oh, okay. Number one, I fucking love this movie. Her in it though, my fucking god! Like I like that's that's very less much less screen time than I thought she occupied, considering the fact that it's largely comprised of like these four major parts that are all like vaudevillians like doing their own kind of like bits and shtick and everything like that and um but hers there are so many things like even just like the outright silliness of her (laughs) and everything like when she turns it's like they they do that wonderful disney trope like this is where i felt like the movie real the disney creators the imagineers if you will were really trying to kind of like push the boundaries of what a disney movie could be like there's no real love story there's like a buddy story but it's you know but it's really about you know discovering your humanity and teaching each other lessons which is actually what more love stories should be but um to become a better person and stuff like that but um i instead of just like i love you i love you too (laughs) but i love the fact that like she doesn't die she gets defeated but she doesn't die she gets to live on as a cat (laughs) (laughs) but the cat in point like the fact that she you know you think she's this moment where she crashes the thing down and then all of a sudden there's like a big laugh and you see the eyes and then all of a sudden we just pull out in the shot and just see this tiny little cat (laughs) and then the cat Start speaking with this modified, <laughs> modulated Eartha Kit voice and all the laughing, like, I'm not going to smash it, break it. I'm going to drink it. And once I turn back to my beautiful self, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it kills She's me. It slays me. Like she the, is amazing. The. <laughs> The design of the character as well, like she, she kind of has, and especially with the wardrobes that she wears, has this sort of like yes. insect-like appearance, um, and it's yes. especially like you know, like with the the weird like collar things that she wears, and like the headdresses, uh-huh. and like the eyelashes um, that extend yes. out forever. It's just like she's. <laughs> I, I love how they they even like emphasize just like in the actual dialogue how hideous. She is, and just like the up close, scary like, beyond all the, reason. Yeah, the, yes. like the food caught in her teeth, <laughs> and just like the gray complexion that she has. Yes. Like there's, just, there's, there's so like a lot of the humor of the movie is just like it's not just like the mm-hmm. like the physical humor and like the vaudevillian stuff that you're talking about, but it's even like just at the expense of her. I think that that's where the movie is at its funniest mm-hmm. uh, when it is yeah. kind of like doubling down on making fun of her. As as this yeah. villain, because she is so ridiculous, and it's almost like there there's a a kind of a correlation there to she's very similar to Jafar in a way of just like she's that mm. position uh, in um, <laughs> what's his name Kuz Kuzco Kuz. Cusco, yeah. Cusco, yeah. In his, in his palace. Cusco-topia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, like she, she's sort of like his advisor or his right hand or whatever. And she, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like, she knows, okay, he's, because he's fucking up. Like, he's not doing a good job at what he's doing. Um, yeah. But she, you know, has ideas uh, that seem, like, pretty valid about, like, you know, how to run the kingdom better. And, uh, like, she's literally... <laughs> She's literally like, because she sat in his throne, it's just like, you're fired. And it's like, that's it. That's it. It was so basic. It's just like, that's her villain origin story. It's just like, she she basically raised this kid 
his whole life and then he just like tossed her away because he minorly (laughs) inconvenienced or offended him. (laughs) I mean, I think she had a lesson. That's another thing I like about that movie is that she had as much of a lesson to learn as Cusco did because I don't think necessarily she was running (laughs) the the kingdom any better than Cusco was. It seemed like they were pretty much the same person like that because the the, when we meet her and she's sitting there with those wonderful kind of like, I, I think they're blue and the purple, like, you know, so we're going back with like some classic Disney evil villain colors, you know, yeah. like a lot of purple, a lot of purple. Yeah. But um, the fact that she's sitting there and this man is like, she says, no concern of mine that you have. What was it again? He's like, oh, food. <laughs> she says, oh, you really should have thought about that before you became peasants. Take him away. And it's like, <laughs> you know, who's to say that Cusco wouldn't have behaved exactly the same way? So I yeah. like the fact that the hero and the villain are l- positioned largely to be craving the same thing they both want to be in power they both want to like kind of like run the joint and do whatever they want i'm actually upset that they didn't really double down even more so on it it's echoed a little bit but like because cusco has that whole opening number uh at the beginning of the movie to establish him and that he's the king of the world and you know what a pompous ass he is apparently i remember uh in my in uh, back in the day when i would watch like all the making of uh stuff that they had available for uh, emperor's new groove i remember them saying that originally the concept was there was a musical number written for yzma to have her own version of that that was almost to play the same length as kuzco's where she comes out and does her own dance and they're like yzma and you know whatever and instead, it's you get the idea when she's like modifying the kingdom, and you see them, you know, painting over Cusco's face and painting hers on instead. Yeah. Um, you get you get the essence of it. But I would have loved to. She is. I mean, Eartha Kitt. If ever there was someone who belonged on stage in a spotlight, the center of attention, that's her. Yeah. Um. So I I adore her. I, I there are so many laughs to be had. I think she's totally interesting. I love watching her do her bits with Kronk. He's another, like, almost villain. Like, he does villainous things, but I yeah. love watching him with the shoulder angel and th- whatever. Everything about that movie is perfection yeah. for me. Because, I mean, like, the, the <laughs> we're not really going to get into, like, the henchmen here. But, you know, no, most of these no, villains no. do have henchmen. And I find, like, some of yeah. them are kind of, uh, like, ugh, like they're the same thing, just repackaged in, in another sure. way. of Just, sure. like, completely incompetent. Yeah. And, you mm-hmm. know, just terrible at their job. And just, like, creating more... Uh, problems than they need to that, that like that begs yes. the question like why do you even have this person or these people or these mm-hmm. creatures employed uh, to you that they can't like they can't yeah. even do the job right and you're not going to do it yeah or I feel like Kronk at least like the the you still get the comedy there like it's it's and I mean it's Patrick Warburton yeah. um, so obviously oh, Stephen Stone screen love. three but you know yeah. it, it, it adds to the tone of the movie that it just like it makes sense and he's you know he's actually not that incompetent like I think that like he's incompetent when it comes to her like evil Agenda. like vi- villainy but like with <laughs> yes. everything else he's yes. like he's like doing so much um just the yeah. fact that they were like carrying her on that like that weird like rickshaw thing. it's not even a rickshaw it's like a backpack of her like in the, yes. the little tent and her, i love the, the flight machine yeah. yeah and at the end when when they get back to the the palace and and they're just like how did you get here before us and they're just like i don't know by all by all accounts that that it doesn't make not, any sense no it doesn't yeah, yeah. 
And also, I love the fact that they even point out in the script, like here you're talking about the henchmen and how kind of like, you know, they, they're all, you know, pretty much the same and, you know, like, and they're not reliable and everything. Yeah. I love the fact that they pointed out where she's just kind of, where he's pointing out uh, something, you know, a, a connection between she and Cusco. She's turning it uh, uh, back into me. He's like, hey, that's kind of like what Cusco said to you. And she's like, it's called a cruel irony, like my dependence on you. And I'm like, this <laughs> is such a smart script. Um, this is the scream of D- Disney movies as far it as very self-referential. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, as far as the villainy is concerned, like yeah. I, uh, no matter what, she could do anything in that movie, and I'd probably be on her side. I think she's adorable. Yeah. I think she's also because she has fun. Like that, that's another thing. Like if I can watch a Disney villain having fun, no matter what they're doing, and even like when she's kind of like reached her limit with Kronk. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's not gonna fire him like she's <laughs> when she's like walks into the kitchen and he's preparing orders for everybody and she's like what are you doing and she's kind of like I gotta do this and she's like oh whatever just make me the special and hold the gravy <laughs> I mean, she she rolls with the punches she knows what to expect with him and I that's why I could have watched I still haven't seen Kronk's new groove but yeah. I would watch it I don't know if she's in it I don't even know if he's I think so yeah because but I know there's like oh, a TV show, and I believe she was in it for like however many episodes oh. later. But yeah, God. okay. Um, and I don't know. What do you think for for Zodiac? I mean, I'd say Libra just because she's playful. I don't know. <laughs> she reads books, so she's a Libra. I don't know. I have no idea. I would. I mean, I might just th- like you know Aquarius. I looked some of these sure. up, and and, uh, and and I saw a few that had her as an Aquarius. So it makes sense. She's oh, strange. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you also you, are strange. They are. <laughs> and they that and they they own that. They love that about themselves. I you made me think of mm. another fun game because you mentioned Scream. I mean, I did too. But um, we'll have to we'll have to pick which which one of these we think would make the best ghost face. Ooh, oh shit. I don't think any of the three that we've covered so far. No, I don't think so either. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll we'll, 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 we'll get there. All right, everyone. Thank you for enjoying that preview. If you want to check out the full episode, you can head over to my Patreon and subscribe there at the Freddy Krueger tier. We very much appreciate your support. And thank you for watching. Bye.